Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Scott Letty, Vice President of Growth at Mavim. How are you doing today, Scott? Doing well. How about yourself? I am good, thank you. Appreciate you spending some time with us on Business Ninjas. Sure. Uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself and about Mavim. Sure. Uh, so I lead all growth operations at Mavim, which is the sales and then specifically for the U.S. marketing. Um, so really getting the word out about Mavim, trying to help our customers understand who we are, what we do, how we can help their businesses operate. Excellent. And, and please tell us a little bit about, about the answers to those questions. Who is Mavim and what do you do? Sure. Uh, so Mavum is a business process management software provider. So we have a platform that businesses can use to understand their current processes, their current way of working, model out their new ways of working, and then figure out how do we get from point A to point B. That sounds like fairly unlimited use cases. What what verticals are you servicing with this platform? That is a good point. Uh, it is pretty much an agnostic tool. It is not a point solution. I would say the core of our customer base uh, are in the financial services, heavy volume or high volume manufacturing, um, as well as logistics and distribution. But we do service customers in all varieties of industries. Right. In less broad strokes, what, what are the most common problems you're solving for clients with this platform? I would say they fall into two buckets. Our core customers are either looking at an operational excellency case, which is understanding, as I mentioned, how do we work today? Where are there opportunities to uh, improve costs, improve quality of services, have less people do the work, uh, where there is automation, kind of improving and fine-tuning the way we work today. The second bucket is in the transformation field. So that's when customer or companies or our customers are looking for what is the new operating model that what's the new paradigm that we're going to be operating under how do we build out a resilient way to get from where we are today to where we want to be uh without a, a million different projects spanning all over the globe without a number of different people doing different things the left hand and the right hand don't know what each other are doing so how do we uh scale transformation efforts in a very responsible and sustained way Excellent. That is a, a very usable skill set these days as companies grow and expand and acquire and you're dealing with legacy systems and siloed data all over the planet. It's very hard to level the play, playing field. So uh, a service like yours is kind of invaluable. When did Mavim come to be? What's the origin story of the company? Sure. So it actually started, uh, Mavim's company started 30 years ago in the Netherlands. So we are a Dutch company. It was a kind of basic information management tool. That's actually what Mavim means. Uh, methodical was it? It's, it's uh, I always forget what it is. Uh, methodical, methodical approach for, but in Dutch it's ver, so v, uh, information management. So M A V I M. So it actually does mean something. People always ask us what it means, and I have this little story and. Not super impressive or very interesting, but it, uh, it is. It is a uh, that was the core of it. And as uh, Mavim has grown, they see more of a use case in not just information and then also information around processes specifically. So uh, in Europe, especially in the Dutch culture in that region of Europe, uh, processes are central to everything that they do. Standardization is central to everything that they do, and optimizing those end-to-end processes is central to everything that they do. 
Um, so they found a kind of a natural market there. As they've grown, as we've grown, um, we've seen that the rest of the world is starting to catch up and realize that, you know, we can operate in a number of different ways, but really the, the way to scale our business, grow our business in an effective way is to start to standardize, is to establish one way of working. Then we can really understand how do we grow from here. First, we need to understand what do we do today and how do we do it. And, and when did this foray into the U.S. market start? That was two years ago. So uh, we actually had a American who was working at our Dutch office, uh, a number of different analysts, partner being our main um, analyst partner, had been pushing us. You guys need to be in the U.S. Companies are really starting to take hold of this process centricity idea. Um, you guys need to open a U.S. office. So I was employee number one in our in our Boston office in the U.S. So two years ago, that puts you smack dab in lockdown. Interesting yes. time to launch a business in the United States. Launch a business and learn a business and learn a new way of working for myself. Uh, so it was interesting. I was, yeah, it was right in the middle of COVID. So we were fully remote to start. Now we do have an office in Boston and a couple of other employees working remotely across the U.S. Um, and we all are uh, interfacing constantly with our, our team members in the Netherlands and also now in India. In some ways, I could see COVID sort of playing into your hands. I mean, as companies go remote, there is more and more of a need for efficiency and oversight and level setting. T tell me about the challenges and opportunities that COVID provided for Mavo. Sure. And, and it provides both, right? It, it does provide opportunities. It does provide challenges. Companies in general have had to rethink the way that they operate. Um, and it's also, it's also a good opportunity for companies to kind of step back when the day-to-day -day of business is not as pressing, the economy kind of slowed down a little bit, new customers were constantly coming with, uh, you know, new new complaints and then new issues um, of theirs. And so they're able to kind of look and say, okay, now that we've got a little bit of a lull here, how do we build out a more resilient organization for the future? Um, and we've specifically seen that in a number of areas, number one being in the supply chain. So as we've all probably experienced as end customers, the supply chain started to break down a little bit with COVID, right? There weren't enough people to perform the tasks. Um, it was, you know, very impersonal. So now things had to be digital. We couldn't just write on a piece of paper and hand it to our neighbor. Things had to be digitized. And so uh, a lot of the supply chains that were already fragile as is started to break down. Companies took a look at this and said, okay, we need to build out new ways of working. We need to build out more resilient ways of working so that if things happen again, there is another disruption. We're now, we have contingency plans in place. We have alternative vendors. We have an A process, a B process, and a C process. But how do we map that? How do we model that? How do we communicate that to the rest of our stakeholders? So uh, in a way, we've emerged from COVID. Things are you know, normal, quote unquote, but companies have taken this kind of scare and said, hey, if something happens again, we need to be prepared for this. We need our, our knowledge base digitized. We need an understanding of our end-to-end -end processes so that as we bring on new employees, as we try to grow in this new normal, we're able to do so in an effective way. Hey, one of the only constants is change, right? And uh, exactly. control is a, a human illusion. So the ability to pivot is uh, important. Yes, very much so. Uh, what makes Mobim stand out from your competition? Right. Uh, I think modeling stands out in a number of different ways. One is the end-to-end -end functionality of it. So uh, a lot of enterprise systems have kind of picked up on that thread of process centricity saying, hey, people are looking more to understand not just does the system function, but how does it function? How do we get from A to B to C? Because as 
enterprise software has grown so large and complex, there's a need for visibility into, hey, when I press button Y, what happens on the other end? How can we shorten that time? How can we make it easier on folks? So um, a lot of the major tools have started to build internal process model tools to be able to understand and give some context to their end users about how the system operates. But at an end-to-end -end level, uh, there was no tool that really spoke to through systems, through stakeholders, through different business units, how is this flow from procure all the way through to pay working? Because it doesn't just reside in ERP, it resides in a number of di different systems outside or order to cash. How does that end-to-end -end process work? So Malum takes a very high-level view of it and sits above the internal process tools, which are the sub-processes within those different systems and connects people to process to technology to kind of do that front under it. The other thing I think that makes Modem uh, a little bit unique in the marketplace because we're not the only process modeling tool, we're not the only process management tool, is our tight integration with the Microsoft staff. So we kind of made a, a bet. Uh, it's a good bet to bet on Microsoft that uh, those tools would continue to be the, the market leader in office productivity, but that they would also grow and expand their technology stack into a number of different areas of the business. So we remained a very, very strong relationship with Microsoft from a people standpoint, but also from a technology standpoint to where now uh, process mapping in Visio, any type of data that's in an Excel file, any type of work instructions in Word, um, any type of low-code application being built in Power Platform, any type of automation being built in Power Automate, though that data uh, and or, or those documentation pieces can all be pulled directly into Modem um, at the appropriate time. I'd say that was a fairly safe bet. Yeah, they're not going anywhere anytime. They're not going anywhere. That's right. Now, in in terms of you know leveraging the history of the company and the experience, um, how are you know how has content helped you grow the company here in the United States? I would say content is hugely important for us. Um, it's not enough to simply say here here's what our system does. We need to speak directly to the customer and meet them where they are. We need to join the conversation that's happening in their heads already. They're worried about something. They have something keeping them up at night. It's not enough for us to simply put out a list of features and functions and say, hey, you figure out how this works in your business. We need to kind of get inside their head and understand if I was an operational excellence manager, if I was in charge of digital transformation, if I was in charge of a supply chain redesign, what would I be thinking to do? What would I be thinking to accomplish? And content is a way that we're able to reach them and have that, you know, one-sided, but have that conversation that they're already having with them and say, we know you're worried about this. We know this is a priority for you. We know this is a project that you're thinking about. Here's how Malvin can help you do that. And we do it through a number of programs. We do it through white papers, we do it through video, we do it through LinkedIn more. I would say uh, content as a, as a strategy to reach the end customers is growing on our priority list. Um, because again, it, it used to be that you would simply show up and you'd have your software and there were two or three vendors to choose from and you would just pick the one you like best. Now the market is flooded with different vendors doing different things. Business process management, if you look at business process management tools, you'd see all different colors of, of tools that can accomplish different tasks. Digital transformation tools, every tool on the market claims to be a digital transformation tool. And in, and they're right is the thing. And if you ask 100 people, you'll get 100 different answers on what does digital transformation really mean? So it's not simply enough to put ourselves into a category. It's not simply enough for us to show up and put our logo on things. We need to really 
help our customers understand where we are, what we do, where we fit, where we don't fit. That's another big part of this. Why would you not use Mavin? Why would you use Mavin? When is the right time to use Mavin? So although we may not be converting directly today, tomorrow, or a week from now, we can stick in people's heads and they say, hey, you know what? It wasn't right a year ago. It wasn't right six months ago. I'm starting to think that maybe in the next two or three months, we'll start to look at something like this. And I've consistently been seeing content from Mavin that lets me know they understand me. They understand my role. They understand my company. They understand what I'm trying to do. And so they're going to be my trusted advisors as I kind of walk through this, this software evaluation journey. You just use some words that I utter every single day. Your content has to meet people where they are. Yes. You know, if it doesn't conform to what people are actually out there looking for, the right eyes will never see it and the connection is never made. So you're just noise. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot and, and a lot, a lot of noise. Hey, I, I don't know what percentage it is, but the vast majority of content is not being consumed. And, and yep. people mean well. They ask their subject matter experts to write about things they're passionate about. But again, if it doesn't conform to what people are looking for and it's not formatted in a way that makes Mr. Google happy, it is gathering dust. Not exactly right. effective use of time. Um, all right. Fast forward a year from today. What are some things you'd like to be celebrating personally and professionally? Uh, an evil Super Bowl. I think that will be, that will be <laughs> the biggest one for me. Uh, no, I think, I think we would like to be... Uh, I, I would have, you know, obviously I feel responsible for our U.S. growth. So I would like to double our headcount here. Um, we are now approaching, it's a good problem to have, but we're approaching an era where we have too many customers with very involved projects and we are stretching ourselves to the limit of how many resources we can provide to each customer. So I'd like to see us clear up some room for future growth in that stage. Um, I would like to sign up a few more of our Fortune 500 customers who are right now in a long evaluation process of us. I'd like to have a few more of those logos. I won't say their names now, but on our website as, as kind of our wins and our trusted customers, and I'd love to see our, our partner ecosystem grow as well. We rely on um, partners to help customers understand not only, you know, how does Mavum work as a tool, but how can they better build their taxonomy? How can they better build their process hierarchy? How can they better define their strategy and, and the strategic portfolio management. So um, I would love to see us grow in all a number of areas. I would also love to see us grow from a marketing standpoint and really become uh, more of a trusted name. I don't think we'll ever be a household name. We're not a Google. There's there's specific people who would know about Mobile and like Mobile. But for those people, you know, I, I'd like in a year not to hear as many times a week, what's Maven? What's Marvin? What's, what's Mobin? Uh, because we simply aren't a household name. I'd like us from a, a marketing standpoint to to have that mind share of the folks that matter to us and would use our tool. Excellent. All right. Please tell everyone what's your URL, where they can find Mavim, and what social media channels you're using these days as well. www.mavim.com. Not Marvin, not Mavin. It's M-A-V-I-M.com. Uh, we just redid our website and then we're still in the process of um, making sure that is the best representation of our company as it can be. Um, we are currently on LinkedIn. Um, we, we do a lot of publishing and posts on LinkedIn. We do webinars every Wednesday. Um, we're currently on Instagram. There's some talk about a TikTok. I don't know if that's going to fly. I don't know if the folks that are necessarily interested in business process management software are on TikTok, but we'll see. We've got a young, uh, young team of marketers and social media experts who are pushing us that way. 
Uh, but those are the channels that people can find us on today. Excellent. Scott Letty of Mobham, I wish you and yours and Mobham and the Eagles all the best in the future. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for spending some time with us today on Business Ninjas. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.